Do you know there are parts of the Bible that people have wanted to leave out? Parts that are so offensive that people thought they just shouldn't be shared. This is Tuesday, December 19th, and it's true. The grace of God can sometimes be so stunning, we can't accept it. We don't know what to do with it. I've shared before the story of Rod Rosenblatt. He became a Lutheran pastor. But when he was 16 years old, he wrecked his father's Buick 8. When the police called his father and then put Rod on the phone with him, the first thing his dad asked over the phone was whether he was all right. Rod said yes. He told his father he'd been drinking and that the friends with him were drinking as well. Later that night, Rod wept and wept in his father's study. And at the end of the ordeal, his father said, said this, how about tomorrow we go get you another car? Rod says that is when God's mercy first became real to him. His father forgave him and accepted him. But here's the problem. When Rod tells that story, there are always people in the audience who get angry. They say, your dad let you get away with that? He didn't punish you at all? And here's what Rod tells them. No, but do you think I didn't know what I had done? Do you think it was not the most painful moment in my life up to that point? But you see, Rod's father spoke the word of grace in that moment. But we agree, I think, with the audience. We want to side with them. He can't just be let off like that. There has to be some consequences. And there were. Being scared by the police, facing the parents of his friends, and more. But this was a moment of grace, pure and simple. Now here's our scripture today about Jesus and just such a moment of grace. John chapter 8, verse 6 to 11. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Now the love of Jesus in this scene is so shocking that there was a time when it appears the scribes wanted to remove this scene from the New Testament. For that reason, it appears to have been relocated in the text to the place where it is today in John 8. Can you see why they're shocked? why they might want to leave it out? You see, among the Jewish people, shame was a powerful way to shape communities. They believed it was the way to tamp down sin, to teach people a lesson. On Sunday, we looked at what is called condemnation engineering. That is, using condemnation as a way to push people to change. 
This was the order of the day during the time when Jesus walked the earth. Now here's what happened in this story. Jesus came across a scene where a woman has been caught in adultery. She's been found out and is brought out into the public where she will be stoned to death. Jesus sees this and steps between the men picking up stones and the woman. She does not plead innocence. No doubt she's guilty. But notice what Jesus does. He tells the men, sure, you can stone her, but let the man throwing the first stone be a man without sin. In other words, if condemnation is going to be the way, let's start with you guys. What is your story? What sins have you committed? We are told that Jesus stooped down to write in the sand. Some people think Jesus wrote down the laws these men had broken or perhaps even the names of the men with the laws they had broken, whatever it was, slowly the men from the oldest to the youngest walk away and leave Jesus alone with the woman. Did you hear what he said to her? Yes, this is the shocking part. He tells her that he does not condemn her. What? How can he say that? It's really very simple. He can tell her he does not condemn her because he will be condemned for her. He will, bear, he will bear her sin when he goes to the cross. It'll be nailed to the cross with him, covered by his blood. Like with Rod Rosenblatt, people are shocked to see Jesus let the woman go scot-free. It's a stunning act of love to protect her and of grace to forgive her. But there is justice that comes through Jesus and his cross. Notice what Jesus says to her. Go and leave your life of sin. If she's trapped in her sin, it'd be cruel to say this to her. It'd be impossible for her. But Jesus, in forgiving her, has set her free. She doesn't have to keep living the way she was living before. Now, as we are looking at this today, we want to note that Jesus has accepted her. As unacceptable as her behavior is, this is what Jesus does. It is this acceptance that opens the way for the transformation of her life. And this is the opposite of the way we tend to work. We think judgment or rejection or criticism or condemnation will do the trick. But this is not God's way. We often hear John 3.16 being quoted For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But the next verse reads, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Let's pray. God of grace, we continue to be shocked by the extent of your mercy. Remind us that your mercy reaches the heavens And you have made room for us. We thank you and pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.